Welcome to Tim Stodds FM, a place to share new ideas, speak freely, and continuously find ways to live our best lives. And now your host, Tim Stoddard. Hello. Good morning. What's up, everybody? My name is Tim Stoddard. Welcome to Tim Stodds FM. Thank you so much for joining me. Today is February 28th, 2018. I feel like I said February. Weird. February. Today, I have a few thoughts about Onnit. O-N-N-I-T. Onnit is a health and supplement and fitness industry uh, company, uh, fitness equipment company. They have made a huge come up in the last three years. They are founded, I, I think they're founded, um, their CEO is a man named Aubrey Marcus, and I think he's the founder of the company. I'm not 100% sure. He's definitely one of the co-founders. And I've been watching them for a long time, and I think that they're very, very interesting, and I think that uh, that what they have done is very revolutionary in the supplement and fitness industry. I think that they have really leveraged new age thinking and new age marketing tactics and they've incorporated it into their brand and they've created this sort of fun, lighthearted sensibility around them and they've created products that are built around optimization. And I think that their their approach has been nothing short of genius. So let's start at the beginning a little bit. The first thing that Onnit did, and let's just be clear on how much of a power move this is, is they brought in Joe Rogan as a substantial equity owner. I heard an interview with Aubrey Marcus once on, um, shit, what was that pa- podcast? Noah Kagan. Uh, Noah, Noah Kagan is the founder of a marketing platform called Sumo. Anyway, Noah Kagan had Aubrey Marcus on his podcast and he was interviewing him and he wouldn't actually admit to how much Joe Rogan owns. But as soon as Joe Rogan took an an ownership piece in it, basically he started promoting on it at the beginning of every podcast that Joe Rogan does. So just to get a little bit of a context on how much that means, Joe Rogan gets almost, he floats around 90 million downloads a month just on his iTunes. He hasn't even published his podcast on the Spotify. His YouTube, he doesn't even necessarily do the advertising on. And even each one of his YouTube videos gets, you know, I think about 100,000 views a piece. 90 million downloads. If you go to Apple right now and you go to the trending podcasts, like the last four podcasts that Rogan publishes are going to be in the top 10 and the top 20 most popular podcasts at this current moment. It's, it's mind-blowing the amount, the audience that he's built. So just think about that for a second. They came out of the gate with a huge advantage because they got instant access to the MMA audience. Uh, They got instant access to people that are sort of into bettering their lives because a lot of what Joe Rogan talks about is, uh, is just content about health and fitness and uh, building better habits. And and he's, he's a very motivating guy. So that was the first move that they made. The second move that they made is I think after seeing the success of advertising on podcasts, they 
took a at the time wasn't necessarily a traditional marketing model it, it is now but they dove real they they dove in face first into advertising on podcasts and i think there's a huge lesson to be learned there because if you think about it people that follow podcasts there's there's something different. You build like a real relationship with the podcast that you follow because you hear their voice. You you get to know the inflections of their voice and you you really get to learn someone's personality through listening to them speak. I would argue much more so than you would, you know, if you follow someone's blog or you follow someone's Instagram because a lot of that can be, you know, relatively prefabricated, right? But when you listen to somebody speak, you I I would argue that you just you get to learn more about them and you get to build, I guess you could call more of a relationship with that person. And so when people promote products at the beginning of podcasts, I think it comes with like a level of sincerity that wouldn't necessarily come, say, like a banner ad on a website or, you know, a pre-roll ad on a YouTube video. So I think that they've had a lot of success with that. And I think it was very smart. They were really one of the first companies to totally adopt uh, advertising on the beginning of podcasts. And I think it was genius. I really, really do. I think it was genius. So simply because I'm in the digital marketing space, I always have an appreciation for the creative ways and like the new angles that people and companies come up with to promote their product or promote their idea. But Aside from that, they've done a lot of great work on their own. So for instance, their content marketing is really well done. They spend a lot of time on their content. They call it the Onnit Academy. There's a link on the top right hand of the website. And they just have access to hundreds of really well-written, informative articles. And the articles do a great job of like incorporating their products and their supplements into the content. So let's say that you're reading about like I don't know, weightlifting techniques and building muscle. They'll throw some of their their cool weightlifting products in there and maybe, you know, some of their their muscle building products as well. So even though the the content is very informative, it's also like a great sales tool. Their flagship product is a product called Alpha Brain. And I have tried Alpha Brain. I think I'm going to do a podcast about it as well, just to talk about my experience. And to the best I can tell, it's the first nootropic supplement that has clinical empirical evidence backing its effectiveness. Nootropics have been a supplement that's been very easy to just make false claims because who, who's going to say you're wrong, you know? I could make a caffeine pill and talk about the cognitive enhancements that it has, which it does. If you take a caffeine pill, you're going to be able to think faster and probably get more shit done than if you weren't. But what they did is they actually did double blind studies at, I believe was Boston University. Don't hold me to that, but I believe it was Boston University. And it was the first nootropic to ever actually come out with empirical evidence saying, yes, this product will help increase your short-term memory, will help increase your cognitive um, focus. It will help you be more productive and help you think more clearly. And that was a really, really risky move because what would have happened if the study came out and said, 
that yeah i mean this is pretty cool but there's no evidence that says it actually does the shit that it does could you imagine i mean this is probably a couple million dollar investment at this point so i respect the company for having the balls to do that for being the first supplement company to actually go out and try to get empirical evidence as to what they're saying is true because supplements aren't drugs you don't have to get licensing for them because they're not actually treating a medical condition. So there's just so much smoke and mirrors around supplements. And again, that's that's probably a podcast I want to do as well because I've been reading a shit ton about it. Like apparently fish oil is a big hoax. Um, you know, obviously creatine and muscle building supplements do work, but they don't actually build muscle. They just increase like the the amount of water that your body retains which you know helps you get bigger and stronger but as soon as you stop taking the supplement all the water flushes out of you and you kind of lose it um there's there's been a lot of really interesting information about supplements and about the smoke and mirrors around them and that's something that i'm interested in reporting to you guys as well but to the best of my knowledge on it has studied. They have paid for a double-blind study to prove the effectiveness of their flagship product called Alpha Brain, and I think that's pretty fucking gangster. So check them out. I'm a big fan of the company. I think the content that they that they create is cool. I think it's just like a cool company. I'm just fans of them, regardless. That they, they make really cool shit, like. They make kettlebells that are the shapes of monkeys. They have an entire Marvel um, collection where they have a kettlebell that is the head of Iron Man and they have plates. So like 45 pound weights and 35 and 25 pound weights that they're called plates when they're full size. So they have plates that are basically the shape of Captain America's shield or the colors of Captain America's shield. It's really cool. Like they're just a cool company. They make some cool shit and they present it in a, a very authentic way. So check them out. I like them. I will continue using some of their products and until I find something that is glaringly obvious um coming off as, you know, is full of shit, I'm I'm going to continue backing them. I think they're they're really great. O N N I T onit.com so anyways those are some of my thoughts about that hey guys it's me it's tim one last time before we wrap up just wanted to say thank you for tuning into the podcast please subscribe on itunes please leave me an honest rating please follow me on spotify it's the best thing you can do to support the show if you want to find out more go to timstods.com Feel free to fill out the contact form to reach out to me personally. I always respond. I appreciate you guys so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.